0: Scripture today comes from the book of Jeremiah. We're still in Jeremiah. He's still letting the people have it, but reminding them that goodness, good news is to come. And we're in the 31st chapter, the 27th through the 34th verses. Hear this word from God. days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with seeds of humans and the seeds of animals. And just as I have watched over them to pluck up and to break down, to overthrow, to destroy and to bring evil, so I will watch over them to build and to plant, says the Lord. In those days, they shall no longer say the parents have eaten sour grapes. And the children's teeth are set on edge, but all shall die for their own sins. The teeth of everyone who eats sour grapes shall be set on edge. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And it will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sins no more. And then we turn to Luke, the 18th chapter. First eight verses. Now, in this Bible, this parable is called the parable of the widow and the unjust judge. However, it in older versions of the Bible, was called the parable of the persistent widow. And I tell you that because I'm going to talk about it in just a minute. But listen to how persistent this widow was and the word from God that comes. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In the city there was a widow who kept coming to him saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone... Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night. Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm going to tell you a story this morning to make an illustration of what persistence can look like, but I'm only going to do that with the promise from you that you not use it against me later. So don't come to me later and say, oh yeah, that's how the mentally ill are, you you told us that in a sermon. Or don't come to me later and say, oh yeah, we're in danger because you told us that in a sermon. That's not the point of the story. I have a colleague who is being stalked, literally. A mentally ill member of her community has come to her and is bothering her, as the text would say. He's left threatening phone calls. He's threatened the AA group in the, in the, in the church. He won't leave her alone. She went to the police and she said, I'm a pastor, and he interrupted us on Sunday morning. And they said, oh, well then we'll grant you a restraining order. She was pretty sure that other than that, she wouldn't have gotten one. And this guy will not let up. He has a restraining order. He has the police telling him to knock it off. He had the church say, knock it off. He had the group say, knock it off. And he keeps coming and coming and coming. He will not stop. Now, friends, we could say that that is persistence. Certainly not persistence in a positive way. But you know what persistence is. persistence is not letting up It's keeping going and going and going. This dude is persistent, but this dude is persistent in a dangerous way. The widow here was also persistent. She would not let up. But she was persistent in seeking justice for herself, possibly her family. We don't know the circumstance, we just know she had an opponent that she kept going to the judge and saying, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And this text is very interesting because it says of the judge, he wasn't a good guy. The text tells us that. And then when he's talking to himself, he says, yeah, even though I'm not really a good guy, maybe I should do this. So even people who aren't really good guys If they get annoyed enough, we'll grant justice. We, of course, understand that this is a metaphor, a parable. God is supposed to represent the judge. We are supposed to represent the persistent widow, the one seeking justice in our lives, the one seeking justice in our world, the one seeking justice for our family and our friends and those in need. We are the ones seeking help from God. And the point, of course, is if a bad guy will grant justice to an annoying person who won't give up, a persistent person, then why do we think that God would not grant us justice if we don't give up? We pray and we pray and we pray. God grants us What is best for us? You know, these texts that say God wants only what is good for us are true. But somebody's sitting out there and saying, yes. But I prayed for my marriage and it failed anyway. Yes. I prayed for my parents' cancer and they died anyway. Yes. Yes. My child prayed for a good grade in math class and they still got a D minus. That's not a good example, but you get the point. Bad things do happen in our world. But that doesn't mean that God somehow gives up on us. The more we pray, the stronger we are, the better we do. The more solid we become. persistent widow had to take a lot of energy and time and effort to go continually back to the judge she learned something about herself that she wasn't one who gave up that this justice she was seeking was important to her that she actually had enough of a relationship with the judge for him to look at her and go oh you're the one that bothers me now I'm not suggesting that you get enough relationship with God that God goes oh yeah you're the annoying one But if you continually go to God, you build a relationship with God that has value. And what you get in return may not look like the wish that you want because God is not a genie who just grants you wishes. God is the creator of the, and ruler of the universe who knows what's best for us and wants it and works for it. My friend said to me, the only way I got that restraining order was because I was a pastor. And I told him he interrupted Sunday morning. But that wasn't true. And as I listened, I said to her, you know, you were able to get that restraining order because of the work that you did years ago with women and children who need The work you did with the court system. The work you did with the homeless. The work you did in advocacy for people in need. And all you did was turn that this time for yourself. If I had told her 10 years ago that the work that she was doing would ultimately result in good for herself, she would have told me I was nuts. Because sometimes what God grants us is not what we think We want. But that doesn't mean it's not important. When we persistently go to God, we develop a relationship that's important. and God knows what is best for us and provides it. So don't give up, y'all. Don't give up. God works for your good. No matter what your circumstance. Thanks be to God. Amen.